For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome in. <laughs> we had a little sneak peek at our first uh, uh, prize behind the curtain. <laughs> Craig Trapp. Oh, it's Fixing Parlays. I'm your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me every day on Twitter. My handle is just my name, at Chelsea Messenger. And we always appreciate your feedback on social media. If you search picks and parlays, we're really easy to find on all of your favorite media platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, uh, whatever you're choosing. Today, I'm rocking the sporty look because I was out running errands and I didn't have time to curl my hair. So forgive me. I've got my tiger red on. Kind of wanted to go to the driving range today, but it's raining. I'm ready for some nice weather here on the East Coast. Uh, in the meantime, we've got a great show lined up for you guys today. We're talking of basketball. We've got college basketball. We've got NBA. We've got NBA futures. Some juicy bets to sue. Uh, maybe some long shots to win it in the NBA this year. Because uh, unlike some of the previous years, there isn't a clear and um, obvious favorite to win. Because in the past years, it's been, you know. Uh, and a lot of teams on the West, but we've got some teams this year that could make a run at it and be a really great value for you, you guys. We're also talking a little basketball with Chip Cherimbus, and of course, we've got our daily slate of NBA games. It's going to be a great show. Uh, we've got rapid fire coming up for NBA, which is always fun because we get a lot of picks in a short amount of time, and it's been a very busy time in the NBA uh, with the trade deadline coming and going, which teams did the most? We'll talk about that. Uh, just kind of thrown in our NBA futures talk. And something funny that Tony T just told me that the Lakers are considering uh, J.R. Smith, which if you're familiar with memes, <laughs> he was the one in the finals that forgot the score of the game uh, and was blowing it for the Cavs. And LeBron gave him that exasperated look that became an internet sensation. So I'd love to see a LeBron J.R. Smith reunion in L.A. I think it would be hilarious. We've got a great show. We're back after the break talking NBA future picks and parlays. It's radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and also streaming on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Segment on today's show, we are talking NBA futures, which is especially interesting because we've just had the NBA tread trade deadline. So a lot of these teams are looking a little different. They're trying to make some moves. And of course, it looks like a team from the West is probably going to be the team to beat with the, the Lakers and the Clippers. But the Bucks are also uh, looking really good right now. They're one of the favorites to win it all. We've got Craig Trapp joining us to talk some NBA futures and some value. Craig, uh, what you got? Any of these teams um, looking better to you now that the trade deadline has passed? 
Well, I was, uh, we were talking before uh, we started here, and I said I don't think there's any of the, maybe outside the Clippers. The Clippers get Marcus Morris and Isaiah Thomas in a trade. That could help uh, their playoff chances or their championship chances. But everybody else, as far as contenders, I would say the top 10 most obvious choices, didn't really make any moves. And like you said, uh, Tony T uh, kind of broke to us that the Lakers are looking at uh, picking some people off of maybe the waiver <laughs> wire. Um <laughs> J.R. Smith. Uh, Big move that. there. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think what the Lakers could use is a player like um, a J.J. Redick type. You know, we see some of these guys. They uh, need a older. shooter. Yeah, they could use some shooters. Uh, you know, for me, I just think the obvious choices right now, the Bucks at plus 275, the Lakers at plus 275, the Clippers at plus 320, everybody else is 12 to 1 or greater. I think this is more wide open than that. I just think it's more, um, yes, I think the obvious favorite, if I had to pick one, would be the Clippers to win it all. If you said who's the most obvious, irregardless of the future odds, I would say the Clippers is who I would pick. But it's way more wide open than just those three short favorites for me. Do you think it's more wide open in the East as opposed to the West? Because obviously in the past few years that's been the case. Um, it's not as clear and obvious in the West. It's not like the Warriors were in the years yeah. of uh, the past. But it seems like the path in the East might be a little easier. Agree or disagree? Well, I think the the East is easier. Um, you could tell me probably any team that makes the playoffs could go deep in the in and maybe even get to the championships, uh, to the finals from the East. But I don't think it's as obvious in the West. I think Denver's pretty good in the West. You know, Portland has snuck in. Now they're in the A spot. Uh, with the way Damian Lillard's playing right now, if if you're oh. the one seed, would you want to face Portland in the first round? No way. He's hitting threes from Vancouver. Yeah, exactly. He is playing out of his mind, and they're Portland, of course, uh, McCollum's been out. So, I mean, they've been doing it with uh, the hand behind the back. How about the Dallas Mavericks? Uh, you're looking at a team that is, when Luka's healthy, is as dangerous as anybody in the in the West. And right now, what are they? They're the um, and Porzingis, if he's healthy too, he's right. been uh, banged up a little bit too. And they're the seventh right. seed. How about you want to place those two teams? You want to play the Blazers? And then the other team, of course, is the Spurs. They've been hot. And the Grizzlies. Those are the four or five teams that are fighting for that seventh and eighth spot. They're all within a game or two of each other. None of those teams, if you're the Lakers or the Clippers in the West, would you want to face right now? Or the Jazz. The Jazz have been uh, pretty hot. Uh, the Nuggets, Rockets, all those teams. I mean, there's not one of those teams that is clear-cut as we've seen Golden State in years past. Right. I think the Grizzlies are still a couple years away. They're really fun to watch. Uh, John Morant, obviously, super fun to watch, but I don't think they're yet. Uh, looking at some of these odds, we were talking about the Blazers. 10,000 plus 10,000. Is that correct? Am I reading those yep. zeros right? Yep, yep. Plus, uh, plus 10,000. Uh, same with the Thunder. Um, you know, the Raptors, I mean, we even see it, uh, you know, 30 to 1. The Pacers at 66 to 1. You know, to me, I don't think it's quite I wouldn't go maybe that far because I can see the Blazers winning a round like we saw the Denver Nuggets win as an eight seed yeah in, in, you know back probably uh 15 maybe even 20 years ago now I don't think uh you can see a team go from uh beat one seed and then go ahead and, and go on to the finals what I do think is that would open it wide open though I you know for me I think the most obvious choice outside of the Clippers is the Boston Celtics I just think Brad Stevens, he finally got rid of Kyrie. Now he's got a player that's way more coachable, that really gets along with uh, Jalen Brown and Tatum. Kimball Walker. Yeah, I mean, Kimball Walker's playing great. Is that who you're talking about? Yeah, Kimball Walker is, is just – I don't know if he's an upgrade for the Celtics. I think Kyrie's better if you, you just said you had to win one game. But when you have to win uh, all the games to get to the championship, 
I like Kimber Walker better to fit in with Jalen Brown and Tatum. Those three are very, very good, and they're a deep team, so they're not relying on one player. We've seen with uh, Kimber Walker being out lately, they've been just fine. So I think the Celtics at 14-1 to are a really good shot. If you said, hey, you really can go out there, I would go 25-1. to The two I would probably throw in there would probably be the Nuggets and the Mavs at 25-1. to I think both of those teams, we saw the Nuggets last year, they were the number one seed. Not quite as good this year where they are right now. I think they're the number three seed. Uh, three seed as of now, but they're tied uh, percentage points half a game behind the Clippers. So this team could end up with a one, two, or three seed still, and you're getting them at 25 to one. So I would play the in the West. I'd play those two in the East. I would play the Boston Celtics. I wouldn't play the Clippers, even though I think they're the most obvious team to win. Why? Because at you know just over three to one, I don't think there's a whole lot of value there. We saw the last year. It just takes one injury. Kyrie goes or uh, Kawhi goes down. Uh, Paul George, mm-hmm. which of course is coming off an injury, goes down, and this team's in trouble. So to me, if I'm going to play a futures at this point of the season, right after the trade deadline, I'm looking at 10 to 1 or better, and all three of the Celtics, Mavericks, and Nuggets all get me into that range. So let's talk about uh, staying in the East. Let's talk about the Sixers and the Heat. Uh, talent-wise, it seems like the Sixers should be in the conversation. They should be there. Uh, I don't know if it's the chemistry. Uh, I don't know if it's the fact that Ben Simmons cannot shoot, which is an anomaly to me that he's in the NBA and he's his first-round draft pick, uh, and he's not a shooter. I, I don't know how that happens, but Joel Embiid's throwing um, uh, some subtweets his way, uh, saying that their offense can't get going. Uh, but talent-wise, they should be there. It's a big market team. Uh, they've spent the money. Joel Embiid's a superstar. They have help around him. Uh, and then the Heat, Pat Riley's making moves down there. I mean, nobody talks about them, but they're having a good year down there. Yeah, I mean, the Heat are now the number four seed, and the Sixers are the number six seed. Yet, when you look at the odds, the Sixers are 12 to 1, the Heat are 25 to 1. Something doesn't fit here. Jimmy Butler, when he, they, did, they weren't able to sign him, of course, and keep all that rest of talent they had. So he went to Miami when he, he gave the Miami a real shot because he's not just a one way player. He doesn't just play defense anymore, he's a real dude on offense now. And this is a guy. That makes he's a, he may, he holds everybody accountable every game they bring it in Miami. They did get Andre Iguodala at the trade deadline. I don't know if he's a guy that's going to push them over the top, but I think at least he gives them some veteran leadership off the bench. I like this Heat team way more than I like the Sixers right now. This Sixers team on the road they play zero defense at home, but on the road they I mean they don't even pretend, and they're just <laughs> going in the wrong direction right now. Like you said, Ben Simmons, you know I know he worked on his three point game. They said in the off season. Hasn't been very good. Hasn't helped them a whole lot. To me, I think he just needs to, uh, if I was the Sixers, I'd be trying to trade this guy for some draft picks in the future. I, he's a nice player. I just don't think you can win with a player that can't shoot the three-point on a consistent basis now in this uh, current NBA landscape. Right, and the Heat, I think, are almost the opposite of the Sixers. Uh, they're, they don't have the big names. I guess Jimmy Butler, obviously, is a big name. Uh, but... I think Iggy's a good presence to have in the locker room when yep. you're playing in the postseason. But at this point, I think his mouth is better than his game. He's getting older. I don't think he's quite uh, the guy that he used to be. But he's still an addition. He can still be a great role player for them. Uh, but it'll be interesting to plays out in uh, the East and the Bucks. I know everybody talks about uh, Giannis, but Chris Middleton, he's been scoring a lot of points too. Uh, and in the, the postseason, he's been great. Uh, so I'd like to see what the Bucks do in the postseason this year. I remember being really disappointed in the playoffs last year to see them kind of wilt. 
Well, we'll I think see if that's, that's the problem, though, Chelsea. When you have a team that, you know, they're the number one seed last year, a lot of expectations coming into this year. Now they have those ghosts. Come to playoffs, they get down a game in the playoffs or get, get down in the game of series. That could be the issue. That's why I have to bet against the team, even though right now they're playing very good basketball, especially at home. I mean, they're almost unbeatable at home, but plus 275 is a little crazy right now for a futures game with a team that didn't even make it to um, the finals last year. Right. All right. So just to recap, what were um, what were yeah, the teams I, that you liked real yeah, quick? Yeah, I like the Celtics at 14 to 1, uh, the Denver Nuggets and the Dallas Mavericks at 25 to 1. I think I would put all three of those teams, if you hit any one of them, you're going to have a pretty good payoff. All right. That is our segment with Craig Trapp on NBA Futures. Hopefully you can get some good value out of that one. When we come back on Picks and Parlays, we're talking college basketball and more NBA on Picks and Parlays. And we're back on picks and parlays on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and also streaming on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. I am your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me every day on Twitter. My handle is just my name, at Chelsea Messenger. And also, if you want uh, any more info on bets and picks and parlays, you can find us on social media. If you search picks and parlays, we're really easy to find. Usually the first thing that pops up on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, let's keep things rolling right now with a little college basketball and a little sprinkling of NBA. We've got this. Joining us with his headset. He's ready to rumble. He's got on his tie, and he's looking nice. How's your week going, Chip? Not bad, Chelsea. How are you? You look wonderful. Welcome back. Oh, thanks. I've got, I was saying earlier, I've got my sporty look going because I was running a little late. So I think it looks great. Ponytail. Well, I think it looks great. <laughs> All right. So let's dive into some of these college basketball games. Uh, uh, well, there's a big smorgasbord of, of games, to, uh, but we're choosing these few games. Uh, let's start with Davidson at VCU. Uh, the line on the, or the total on this one's 136 and a half. Uh, VCU favored minus nine. Davidson eleven and ten, nine and twelve against the spread. VCU sixteen and six, eight and fourteen against the number. Who do we like in this one? Well, you know, Chelsea, um, the Rams, the Virginia Commonwealth, hasn't quite been the same since Shaka Smart left them for Texas. They are sixteen and six on the season, which is really wonderful. Twelve and one at home, and this is a home game. But against the points, they've only covered five of those 13 games, Chelsea. And when they're up against Davidson, they seem to struggle a little more often than other teams in the conference. The Rams are five and four in the conference. Davidson is four and five. Um, VCU has won the last two meetings and three of the last four. Um, but they still, like I said, are five and 11 at home in their last 16 overall. And this Davidson team had won five in a row at Excuse me, before they lost their fifth in a row, now they've bounced back and won four of the last five, but they are only one and four on the road. Now, other than the fact that um, I think this game, this line's a little bit inflated, I think they're giving the uh, Virginia Commonwealth a little too much credit. Davidson, of course, is the alma mater of Steph Curry, so I'm going to have to go with the Wildcats here just because I'm a big Curry fan. <laughs> All right, and plus nine is a lot of points. Uh, let's move on yeah, it to is, Maryland. It, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was going to say it, it is particularly for a conference game and, and these teams with uh, virtually the same conference record, one game between them. Um, 
you know, I don't think they're going to, I don't think it's going to be stretched out very much. I, I would take the points. All right, let's go on to Maryland and Illinois. This is not a big spread. Illinois is favoring this one at minus one and a half. Total is 133 and a hook. Who do we like in this one and why? Well, this is a Big Ten matchup. It's got two top-rated teams, uh, number 21, Illinois, small favorite at home against Maryland. Now, Maryland is ranked number nine in the nation, and Maryland opened the season along with Illinois. Both of them opened their Big Ten schedule at Maryland. And in that game, Maryland was a 10-point favorite, which was huge at the time. They won 59-58, Chelsea. And um, the Terrapins are 18-4 and four straight up at home, but only, I mean, on the year, and only 11-10 and 10 on the season. Um, on the road, they're only 2-4. and four. They've only played six games on the road, 2-3 and three against the number, whereas Illinois is 12-1 and one straight up at home. And with this number, Chelsea, they're virtually telling you, all you have to do is pick the winner. I mean, you could take the money line here and maybe lay $1.20 with Illinois, which would be more advisable than, than having to lay a point here. But, and the problem is, here's a team 12-1, and one, Chelsea, that's only a one-point favorite, a one-and-a-half, two-point favorite at home. Uh, it really it raises my eyebrows here, looking that maybe Maryland's going to come in off of their defeat. Um, Illinois has taken the last three matchups, and they had lost the previous three matchups. So what's going on with these two teams is that they both play great defense. Maryland's defense at 64.2, and you have Illinois' defense at 61.7. These two are destined to play a game where the winner scores 58, 55 points. They did it the first time out when it was 58, 57. And the dog in a series is 4-0. I don't know. I think Chelsea that might be negligible with a one-and-a-half-point spread. But I'm going to play the under here because in Illinois games where they play teams with winning records at home, they've gone 39 and 19. Now, that's a really long sample that we have there. And that shows over time when this team has a crowd behind them, they're willing to play defense. We know a lot of teams, particularly in the NBA, not maybe not so much in college, don't really get psyched to play defense around the road. And what they're trying to say here is that Illinois plays really tough defense when they're at home. I think this game is destined to stay under the total. All right, just quickly, I know there's a lot of people uh, trickling in from football season that are new to, to yeah. betting college basketball. As a veteran of the industry, uh, what are some quick tips for betting college basketball that maybe uh, play a little differently than betting football or NBA? I, I think that um, emotionally um, in college, particularly in basketball, that teams are on a big high one night, they come up with a big upset win. And the next time out, everyone thinks that you're always as good as your last appearance. And that usually doesn't happen, especially with these kids who are so emotional, where they get they get so psyched and so ready to play game. And if they happen to win that game, it's a big rivalry game. Uh, we saw this happen with Alabama and Auburn a couple of weeks ago, where um, Alabama upset Auburn, who was undefeated, and the next game out, Alabama gets waylaid. So uh, be careful mm -hmm. of these young emotions with these players, where they get particularly high and they win an upset situation. Look for them to come out flat next time out. Also, something I've noticed this season, there's not a far and away number one. It seems like there's a new number no. one every week. And some of these rankings don't even seem to matter. Uh, as we've seen in some of these point spreads, uh, Vegas is not giving the credit for these ranked teams. Uh, is that to you? Is that something that we do? Is that uh, a little different this year? That's a really good point, Chelsea, because it's one thing we noticed this year. We see it, sort of have a theory around here. We're always looking for non-ranked teams to be favored over ranked teams. And that's sort of giving an indication that um, there's an upset brewing. 
But this year, there are so many teams, like you said, have been number one, uh, maybe seven, eight different teams. And teams are now out of the top 25 that were in the top three or four. Michigan's an example of one. They were ranked number four in the nation at one time. And maybe they really weren't that good. I would have a tendency, Chelsea, to trust the odds maker and the line. They set up more than the coaches' polls. Uh, the coaches, you know, there's sometimes a lot of political aspects to what they're doing. Um, so I think that the odds makers who are looking to set a true figure, a true number on the game is a better read than the rankings that you may see in the AP or the coaches' polls. Right. So if it looks fishy, uh, it probably is, like you mentioned, with yeah, some of these yeah. teams, if they're 12 and 1 and at home, and they're only favored by one and a half. Uh, let's that's move on point. to. Oh, keep going. Uh, I keep cutting you off. I'm no, sorry. No, I said that's my point. You pointed that out. You were right. I mean, that's that was the point. That's exactly a great example that I was saying. Here we have both teams are ranked at 21 and 9. So it, it, not as much disparity, but the theory still holds true. Right. Uh, that's why you play the number uh, and you right. make your judgments based off that. All right, let's go Thank to you. a little NBA. Uh, Mavs Wizards. Mavs favored in this one, minus four. Uh, I don't believe we have a total on this one yet. Uh, where are we leaning? Well, this looks pretty ugly to me. They're both coming off losses. Fortunately, um, in Dallas's last loss, we did have Memphis as our lead play. Um, that was on Tuesday night. Excuse me, it was on Wednesday night. Washington, of course, has just been atrocious all year. Um, they've been a bottom feeder now for a while. 17 and 32 on the year. They are an equalizer with the point spread, Chelsea. They're four, 24 and 24, uh, 11 and 12 straight up at home and 12 and 11 against the points. Four and one is a home dog. Now, this is a Washington Wizards team, which has covered six of their last eight home games. But they're in a tough spot here. They're up against a team that's 17 and seven against the points on the road. Excuse me, 17 and seven straight up on the road. And Chelsea, against the points, this Mavericks team has gone 16, five and two which is absolutely tremendous. The thing is, I think that they were beating the odds makers, the Mavericks, that is. Dallas is beating the odds makers early in the year. And using the second half of the year, the odds makers get, to get a chance to get back and even things up. Um, they had won five in a row against Washington, but now they've dropped their last two. And the numbers are overwhelming what they do to this Wizards team. This Dallas team is 11-3 and three in the last 14 matchups. That's against the points. They're 6-1 and one at Washington, the last seven trips there, and they're 13-3-1 as a road favorite. So I have no other choice but to take the Wizards. I mean, the odds, they, they, this is so overwhelming that Dallas looks like so much to the side. The only thing I can say is that it looks like that they hit a little stumbling block and, block and they're struggling and they're not quite as smooth as they've been in in recent weeks or in the past month, shall I say. In recent weeks, uh, now they got Donegal and Porzingis is back. And Porzingis had a great game the other night. He had 39 points and 18 rebounds, rebounds and they lost the game. So it's not quite the same, I think, right now for the Mavericks. I would play uh, against everything and every good instinct that you have, says the later Mavericks. I'll take Washington plus the points. And something that just came out is Porzingis is listed as questionable uh, against the, the Wizards uh, because he has a broken nose. So just uh, really? one more little tidbit, uh, which is trouble. I mean, he's been playing better, but as you mentioned, they're still well, losing. But uh, Well, maybe this is why they can't smell a victory. I just don't understand it, but they're uh, – <laughs> <laughs> They're struggling out there, Chelsea. I'm sorry for that. 
Oh, they can't smell it. Um, but yeah, obviously look at the, the injury report before you uh, yeah. place any of your bets, especially in the NBA and especially because there's been load management too uh, and emotional tolls and stuff. So uh, uh, anytime you're taking a game, check the injury report and make sure uh, the superstars are playing. But I would imagine that the lines usually reflect that, correct? Yes, they would. And also, you know, nowadays they have these incredible plastic see-through masks that these guys wear when they have to protect <laughs> their face, sometimes cheekbones, sometimes their nose. But they do it. I mean, it looks like Halloween and, and, uh, and who knows what. But uh, if Porzingis is willing to wear one, uh, some people find it very um, distracting. Uh, Kyrie Irving was one of the, one of the great players. I was going to say, Kyrie's it. worn yeah. one before. Uh, yes, he LeBron? has. And I feel like several guys worn them. Several players have, and uh, Kyrie's the most prominent that comes to mind because I, I remember um, um, having yeah, a high the closet with, when I saw him. He played with one for a while. Um, yeah. yeah, all right. Well, we're running out of time. Uh, thanks, well, Chip, for joining us. Next up, got more NBA on Picks and Parlays. Thank you, Chelsea. on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and also streaming on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, if you want to search us on any of your favorite social media platforms, we've got more good stuff for you guys there. And we always appreciate your feedback as well if you want to drop us a line. I am your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me on Twitter every day. My handle is just my name, at Chelsea Messenger. Uh, it's been a great show filled with basketball. We did a little college basketball. We did some NBA futures. And now we're diving into some rapid fire where we go down the line and pick a bunch of games and hopefully pick a bunch of winners. Speaking of winners, we've got Craig Trapp and Tony T joining us. Hello, fellas. How are we doing, Chelsea? Hello, Chelsea. All right, let's dive right in. Uh, let's start with Memphis. And Philadelphia Grizzlies Sixers and the Sixers are favored in this one minus seven and a half. Uh, the Sixers emotionally have been a bit of a train wreck. Uh, for the talent they have, not playing to their potential, they should be one of the teams in the East that are contending. Uh, meanwhile, the Grizzlies are a young team that are extremely fun to watch. Uh, John Morant is putting on a clinic down there when it comes to highlight real stuff, uh, but not necessarily. Uh, maybe a favorite to win it this year. There's still a few years off. Uh, let's talk about this game in particular. Let's start with Craig. Who do you like in this one? Well, it's hard to play the 76ers team. The effort or lack of effort, I should say, they give on defense uh, at times or at least consistently throughout a game is really, uh, it just jumps off the, uh, the TV when you watch it. And you, play, you face a team like this Grizzlies team that can really embarrass you if you don't play defense because they can really, Dylan Brooks, and uh, John Morant have been unbelievable this year. I think both of them have a field day against a Sixers team that just isn't consistent and doesn't give consistent effort. I have to take this, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies plus seven and a half here. I wouldn't even be uh, uh, opposed to taking a little uh, sprinkle, a little money line action in this one. Um, I just think the Grizzlies have a real shot to win this outright, but covering seven and a half, I don't think it'll be any problem. Uh, speaking of defense, I don't think anybody's playing defense really this season. If you look at some of the totals in these games, yeah. they're getting outrageous. So I don't know if that's a league-wide trend, but defense uh, doesn't seem to be anybody's forte. Uh, Tony T., let's circle back to this game. Grizzly Sixers, 
Uh, Sixers minus seven and a half. Do you like the Sixers or do you like the Grizzlies? Yeah, I'm with Craig here. I like the Grizzlies plus the points. I mean, Memphis is a team you really don't want to play on a back-to-back, especially with Grizzlies with the rest because they're fast. So they have a fast pace. And, you know, they've won and covered six of their past seven games. Their form is really good right now. They're hitting 50% of their shots over their past five holding teams of 40%. As we said, you know, the Bucks are going to be coming off a hard game facing Milwaukee. Now, uh, you always have to be worried about Joel Embiid in a back-to-back spot, so you got to keep your eye there. Maybe you can play this game early and take the points because if they list Embiid out or who knows what his status will be up to game time, that line will move. And, of course, uh, during the trading deadline, you know, Philadelphia is getting help. But I don't, a lot of times those traded players, they don't really play the next night. So I, I think you're going to just pretty much see the regular rotation in there for Philly. So I'll take the points with, with Memphis. All right, let's move on down the line. Atlanta, Boston, Celtics minus nine in this one. In our NBA Futures uh, talk, Craig liked the Celtics uh, for a value play. Uh, who do we like in this one? Do we like the Celtics laying the big number, or do we like Trey Young and the Hawks? Well, Trey Young's one of those players exciting to watch. But uh, speaking of a player that doesn't play much defense, Trey Young is, he, you know, he's one of those guys that leads the league on uh, probably points scored against him. So it's good that he does score a lot of points because he gives up his fair share against a Celtics team that they have a lot of scorers and a lot of depth. Uh, one of the reasons why I think the Celtics at 14-1 to 1 are a very solid play in the futures market to win it all. I think this Boston Celtics team, at, you know, it sounds like they'll uh, get Kemba back here. But even if they don't, they've shown that doesn't matter who plays for the Celtics team. They're so deep. They just plug a new player in and, and, and turn it up. I like the Boston Celtics minus nine here. I think uh, they win by double digits. Pretty easy win here. Hey, who do you like in this one? Yeah, I'm with Craig here. Whenever I see Boston against a bad defensive team, I'm always going to lean toward the Celtics. I'll do it again here. You know, yeah, they have been injured. As, as uh, Craig says, looks like Kemba Walker will be back as well as Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart's a really good hustle player out there. You know, Hawk, Hawk, Hawks are another team that's been hit with cluster injuries surrounding Trey Young. Now, they did receive Clint Capella, but again, you know, he has a heel injury. And, of course, these traded players usually don't play the next day on, in their new city. Remember, Jabari Parker was an offensive contributor. He's out of course, looking at current form, I mean, the Celtics, past five games, 50% shooting, 40% from three. They're holding teams of 41%. And the Hawks' defensive form, really bad right now in that span of five games, allowing 49%. I'll go ahead and lay the points with Boston. All right. Speaking of bad defense, the Rockets and the Suns, <laughs> not two teams, yeah. uh, known for playing uh, any defense. Uh, Rockets are favoring this one, minus two. Uh, Craig, who do you like in this one? Well, Rockets are in a back-to-back here. That's the the one question. Uh, this Houston team, talking about embracing playing small ball, they're like, let's just go. It doesn't matter who we play. Uh, we'll play five guards, uh, which is basically what the, what they're doing right now, and or five perimeter players, let's just call it that, against a Suns team that, man, I thought early in the year the Suns team could push for a the seventh, eighth, maybe even sixth spot. We just haven't seen the consistent play through Phoenix um, I know Houston's in a back-to-back, so you have to watch this. I see the, the total or the, uh, the spread at minus two here. I'll take the Houston Rockets, but make sure you check um, you know, early in the morning or throughout the day as we update to make sure that both Westbrook and Harden are going to play in this one. Uh, and I believe the Suns are not a team that have been very good at home, especially against the number. I think uh, last week when I took them, they were 0-6 against the spread at home. Not great. Uh, Tony T., who are you taking? 
Yeah, I'm going to stay away from the spread here. When the total comes out, I'm going to be looking to play over, and I'm going to be looking to play over in a lot of Houston games now that they move their rim defender, Clint Capella, out. And, of course, uh, they also moved out of first-round pick, so they're trying to win now. Robert Covington is someone they, they looked for. They bring him in, and he's in Houston now, and everything I've read looks like he's actually going to play because he's in the city. So uh, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna i look here to go over. One thing to note here, Phoenix, they're without the rim protector, Aaron Baines. This has been the issue with, with, with Phoenix. When Baines, Aiden, and Booker are together, they're fine. But when Baines has been getting hurt a lot, remember Aiden had that uh, suspension to start the season, and he's been banged up. But Baines is out. He's a rim defender. And, of course, the Suns' defensive form bad. I mean, when you lose to Detroit, giving up 116 points, it's pretty bad. Uh, past five games, allowing 47% shooting. Rockets' defense has not been good at all either, but they are making, sh- they are hitting their shots. And without Capella, I think you're gonna you're gonna have a fast pace here with the Phoenix or the rest of the team. I'll go ahead when the total comes out. I'm gonna I'm gonna pound it over. Uh, Tony, real quick, let's talk, talk about the totals this year. As I mentioned earlier, uh, they've been really high, and still we've been seeing some overs uh, hit when it's almost too. I feel like it's approaching. Uh, pretty soon, it's gonna be there. Uh, what are some of the trends you've seen uh, when it comes to the totals? And I know it's fun to play the over, but sometimes the under is the play. Uh, does that seem odd this year to you? Well, I think what's happened is that the teams now with the analytics, we saw this with the San Antonio Spurs, the three-point shot now. Teams are really focusing on three-point shooting. We just saw a deal here with the Lakers going after uh, a, a player, Morris, uh, because he was hitting with, I'm sorry, the Clippers went after Morris, so hitting over 43% mm-hmm. of his threes. Three-point shooting now is what, what, what the game is. And if you look at some shot charts, I know Houston was, it was a funny shot chart we saw with the Rockets in the playoffs. It's either a layup or a three-point shot from Houston. And I think what's happening now is, like people say, three is better than two. We're seeing a lot of threes, and when when, you, when you're dealing with long rebounds off three point misses, you're getting you're going to get you're going to get fast breaks and fast movement the other way. And also one thing to note: a lot of young players are playing the league now. We see guys in their twenties. Some have you know half their rotation is in their in their early twenties. You never saw that before in the NBA. And those guys, their bodies aren't physically aren't aren't built to 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 play defense against some of the physical teams in the league. And we're seeing offense over defense now especially with these young players because uh they're they're going a full 40 plus minutes like guys like trey young they would have never played in the league uh, in the 80s because they couldn't if you couldn't play defense you would you didn't play but now they forgive these guys right and something i've noticed it's not just threes it's long threes damian lillard has been making some of these threes from almost half court usually it was just three that did this but uh it's fun to watch i guess uh, but I digress. Let's get back. Uh, Heat Kings. Heat minus two in this one. Craig, who do you like? Well, I, we talked about it in the NBA Futures in the first segment today. This Miami Heat team, they just bring it every night. Jimmy Butler, when you get Jimmy Butler, you know he's going to hold everybody accountable on both sides of the floor. I think they uh, that carries well on the road uh, because obviously you have to play much better defense on the road against a Sacramento team that they could use a player like this. They could use a veteran that comes in and holds all these young players accountable. I like the Heat here, minus two. I'm just not a big fan of the Sacramento team. I just don't, I, I continue to wonder what is the direction here? You know, what are they looking for? I haven't seen that this year, so I'm going to fade them again. Let's take the Miami Heat minus two here. Plus, it looks like the Heat are, um, I, I guess, all in this year, not. They've made some good moves is what I'm trying to say. Pat Riley's making some moves, getting some good defenders. I know they got a daughter, so that's got to be uh, a good thing for them, knowing that their team is in it to win it. Uh, Tony T., who do you like in this one? 
Yeah, I'm with Craig here. I'm going to look to play the Heat. And I know they're going to add Jay Crowder, Solomon Hill, and Andre Godala. Likely, these traded players don't play the following night after a trade. But more importantly, right. it's going to add depth to the Miami team for the regular season. And, uh, at, at, you know, and uh, I don't know if there'll be much playoff impact. That's questionable at best. But I do like the fact that you, they'll be able to rest some of their rotational players a little bit more with, that, with, with those three players coming in. One thing to note here is keep an eye on the injury report because Jimmy Butler did leave that Clipper game with a shoulder injury. Harrow as well is questionable with an ankle. But, uh, you know, Sacramento has just been, you know, <laughs> they split their first two games here on this homestand. Uh, they got that big loss of Lakers. But their offensive form is really poor when you look at them over the past five games, allowing 43% from the three-point line. They heat their second-best three-point shooting team in the league. They're number one in defending the three. So we have one of those strength versus weakness angles. That's why I like Miami in this game. All right, last on the docket, Blazers, Jazz. Jazz favoring this one, uh, eight and a half. Total sits at 226 and a half. Uh, Craig, where are you leaning? Well, to me, I think you have to go with a total on this one. Uh, this Blazers team, obviously, like you said earlier, Damon Lillard is, I mean, he's playing out of his mind. The, the Kobe night where, of course, the Lakers were uh, hosting the Blazers, and, and he basically... Uh, won it himself against LeBron, and obviously LeBron wanted to win that one for Kobe. So I think it speaks to how well the Blazers are playing, especially Damian Lillard. Um, I can't lay against him here, even though they're in a back so uh, back to back. So to me, I think you have to go with the over here, over two twenty six and a half. Anytime I see a Blazers game that's not two thirty or more, I'm going to pretty much be on the over. Uh, even if I don't pay it out as my one of my best bets, I'm usually putting it uh, on, on my personal card. So. I'm going to take the over 226.5 as I think Damian Lillard has another huge night for Portland. All right, Tony, who do you like? I'm going to lay, I'm going to lay the points for Utah minus 8.5 all day. This is a tough spot for them. They're going to hit a wall here with the schedule. Portland, obviously, a back to back, but you got to go, look, go back and look further. They're playing their fifth game in seven days. The past seven days, they're playing their second set of back to backs here, and I think this is going to catch up to them. Remember, out is Nurkic, Rodney Hood, Zach Collins. Those were key rotational players who've been on the injured list. Now, when they're home rested, yeah, their they're, they're, they're reserves can fill in. And, of course, Damon Lillard can be Damon Lillard. But when you're playing your fifth game in seven nights and you're playing in the high elevation of Utah, no good. It's going to be a blowout here. Just like we saw Denver blow out Portland a couple nights ago, you're going to see a blowout in this one. I like Utah laying the points. Yeah, and Utah, you can't get the, the strong beer. So, <laughs> <laughs> If you lose, it's going to be a little bit tougher. you got to drink a few more beers. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, NBA roundtable or square square table, I guess. So. Sharp table. Sharp uh, table. Those are sharp table. Ooh, I like that better. A little play on words. When we get back from the break, on Pick Stick with us. We're back after the break. And parlays on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and also streaming on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, all of your favorite uh, social media platforms were there and we're waiting. If you want to drop us a line, I'm your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can come stay on Twitter at Chelsea Messenger. It's my handle, it's my name. If you want to drop me a line, I'm there. Uh, let's recap all of today's picks in case you weren't pitching or if you're just now tuning in, we got you covered starting with NBA futures from Craig Trapp. Uh, he likes the Clippers at plus three to his top pick. But for some value, he likes the Celtics at plus 1,400. And some super long shot picks for uh, best bang for your buck. 
at plus 2,500 and the Mavericks at plus 2,500 as well. Moving on to a little college basketball, Davidson at VCU. Taking Davidson, the fighting Steph Currys at plus nine. Maryland, Illinois, Maryland, one and a half. Mavs at Wizards, taking the Wizards at four and a half. Moving on to some more NBA. Uh, Tony T gave us some rapid fire picks. Uh, Raptors, Pacers, uh, taking the Raptors in that one at a pick 'em. Blazers, Jazz, Jazz, minus eight and a half. Grizzlies, Sixers, taking uh, the Grizz, Memphis, plus seven and a hook. Hawks at Celtics, taking the Celtics, minus nine. Rockets, Suns, take the over. Heat at Kings, taking the Heat, minus two. Moving on to Craig Trapp's rare picks. Blazers, Jazz, taking the over at two, six and a half. And Grizzlies, six, taking uh, the Grizz at plus seven and a half. Hawks at Celtics. Take the Celtics, minus nine. Those are all our picks for today. Um, and, yeah, fun times in the NBA. Lots of good stuff going on with Headline. We've got more good, good stuff every weekday if you want to join us. Until next time, I'm your host, Chelsea Messenger. Thanks for joining us on Picks and Parlays. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.